From MPB Think Radio, this is Deep South Johnny. It's a show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the show, we're talking about linguine, fettuccine, spaghetti. It's all about pasta today. From the big to the small, we'll make sure everything comes out al dente. Also, when making your favorite pasta dish, you don't always have to go the way of the side salad. We'll tell you about some different pairings that can take your pasta over the top. And as always, we want to know what's going on in your kitchen. Share your questions and comments this morning by giving us a phone call. The number is one mpb ring It's one 672 7464 Or email the show food at mpbonline.org. You're listening to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. It's the show all about the culture of Southern flavor. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. Today on the show, we're talking all about linguine, fettuccine, spaghetti. It's all about pasta. From the big to the small, we want to make sure everything comes out al dente. Also, when making your favorite pasta dish, you don't always have to go the way of the side salad. We'll tell you about some different pairings that can take your pasta over the top. And as always, we want to know what's happening in your kitchen. Share your questions and comments with us this morning with a phone call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 7464 or you can email food at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Deborah. Hope you're doing well this morning. Good morning, Kevin. I am doing absolutely fantastic. I had an incredible weekend. I uh, felt like I was hanging out with one of my girlfriends who might have been a little bipolar this weekend. <laughs> the weather, Kevin. I was like, wait, I woke up one morning and it was the sun was shining and it was fantastic. And a few hours later, I was like, wait, who called Mr. Winter, right? It's just <laughs> but other than that, I've had an absolutely amazing weekend. I'm happy to see you this morning. Thank you. Always uh, good to see you. Um, <clears throat> so let's get right down to it. You brought in a pasta dish. That's our topic for today. By the way, a reminder of the phone number one eight seven seven. MPB ring. It's one eight seven seven six seven two seven four six four. We'd love to hear about uh, from you this morning about your favorite kind of pasta or pasta dish. So um, I think those uh, the the uh, are are fettuccine noodles, if I'm not mistaken. These are linguine oh, noodles. Sorry, there we go. <laughs> you were right close. You were close. Linguine and fettuccine <laughs> are like twin sisters and brothers. They're very close in look and almost in the texture. Linguine is just. The thinner brother. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So tell us uh, how you prepared it. Well, basically, uh, Kevin, you know, one of the things that I always talk about is making sure that that pasta is cooked to perfection. The one thing that you don't want is pasta that's been overcooked because it has a very um, mushy kind of flavorless kind of bite once you do that. And I've actually made that mistake before. You know, you can get really busy and not really paying attention and the noodles will overswell and they'll get too uh, gummy in the bite. So you want to make sure that that, and I like the way that you said el dente today. Thank you for that. Uh, so you want to make sure that the, the bite is just right. And so normally what will happen is when you buy pasta, there's a timing on the back of the pot pasta package. For instance, if it says to cook it for eight minutes, 
I say cook it for six, turn the water off and let it steep for the other two minutes, Kevin, and you'll find that you have a really fantastic bite. Once you turn it off, if you let it set for another minute or so, it's just, I mean, it's just, it turns out to be really fantastic. Rinse it. Make sure you go ahead and rinse it. And then, you know, immediately for me, I like to toss in a little bit of freshness. So I may add right into the pasta a tiny bit of butter, some heavy cream, and um, and I like to put in, you know, some greenery. So there's some green onions, and everybody that knows me knows that's one of my favorite, and some fresh mint in the pasta today. So... And you added for color, I think you were saying those are uh, heirloom tomatoes. I love heirloom okay. tomatoes. They are one of my favorites, and especially, you know, the little miniature bites. And so, yes, we've got some green, some yellows, some reds, some purples in the tomatoes. We've got some grilled chicken in here this morning. I mean, this is really wonderful. And what I love about pasta, Kevin, it, you know, in 25 minutes, you you know, your whole family is happy. And it's one of those things that you can feed a whole bunch of people at one time for very little money, uh, unless you do like I do sometimes and get carried away. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I would like to um, underline, you you said rinse, and I know that um, the last time I had uh, orzo pasta with one of the um, Blue Apron meals, I I drained it but did not rinse it, and it it stuck together. So it's important uh, to rinse the pasta off after you've uh, drained it from the pot. Well, yes, because a lot of times what happens, like you said, you get that gummy impact because pasta produces a lot of starch. So you want to reserve some of the starchy water, especially if you're building your sauce from scratch, or even if you're using a store-bought product, Kevin, the starchy water will help to add to the buoyancy of the sauce. Uh, But yes, you do want to rinse it off. It gives the noodles a really clean, glistening look, and that's what you're looking for when you're preparing your pasta. That's another good point, because on a lot of those recipes, it does say, uh, when making the sauce is that you actually use uh, some water from uh, the pasta. And as you said, uh, it uh, helps thicken it. Exactly. Uh, because pasta, for the most part, traditionally is made from flour. And of course, you know, there's all of these wonderful varieties that we have out here. And one of my favorite happens to be spinach pastas. But um, yes, you want to make sure that you reserve a little bit of that uh condensed starchy water from off of your pasta dish and you sent along with it some uh i'm calling it faux garlic bread because you told me your secret and that is oh you're gonna give away my secret (laughs) kevin you are so fired (laughs) Um, so yeah so i I wanted to create garlic bread this morning and realize i didn't have my garlic paste (laughs) and so what i did kevin is i simply in a saucepan i heated up Two tablespoons of butter, a large tablespoon of da-da, mayonnaise, some salt and pepper, and you want it to liquefy. So you make sure that you're watching your temperature. You want to, you know, whisk it up so that it, it's nice and creamy. And then you just spread it over your bread and pop it in the oven and da-da. And I like the way the uh, you obviously sprinkled the pepper over the top because it's got a nice, uh, you can see the pepper, uh, not flakes, uh, um, pepper Flakes. Flakes, all right. <laughs> right right into, but no, I added the salt and pepper into the butter and mayonnaise mixture. So then I just brushed it on the top of the bread so you get this really pretty uh, saturated look that you see here. And and again, it was, I, you know, um, both a, a co-worker and I were very surprised that it didn't have any garlic and that it was mayonnaise. Although I do remember uh, we were, I talked about, uh, I think last week on the show, <clears throat> that I saw something online about using um mayonnaise instead of butter when doing a grilled cheese sandwich. 
and also talked about how uh, one of the recipes from Blue Apron, again, used mayonnaise on a bun uh, to help it uh, get it crispy and, and get a nice uh, a consistency on it. Well, mayonnaise is your friend in the kitchen, Kevin, and not just for, you know, toasting up bread, but it's really a wonderful uh uh, additive when you're making cakes to if you're looking for that super super moist texture in your cakes mayonnaise is you know so if you, for instance if your recipe calls for six eggs you may want to add five eggs and two tablespoons or I'm sorry two yes tablespoons of mayonnaise make sure you whip it up really well and then fold it into your cake batter I, I do think, though, mayonnaise is one of those things that people either like it or they – I mean, there are people that just do not like mayonnaise at all. Well, I'm past, you know, 25 now, and I like it for many reasons. <laughs> not, you know, because I know that you have these other brands out here, but it, it's good for your hair. It's good for your skin. You know, people who are suffering from dry skin, it's a great way to – They just rub that mayonnaise all over their face? Y- yeah, you can rub may- – <laughs> I'm not kidding, Kevin. I know it sounds weird, but not just on your skin, on your arms and your legs, you know, and then you just let it sit for a few minutes and then you want to shower really well. It gives your skin a nice, wonderful, moist texture. (laughs) You're a walking salad, basically, Kevin. (laughs) Make sure you take that shower, though, or your dog is really going to like it. No, seriously, you know, for being in the beauty industry for many years, that that is just an old, old secret. It's nothing new. You know, a lot of women who, you know, have dry hair, adding uh, mayonnaise as a conditioner, Kevin, really does help to alleviate, alleviate the dryness, both from your hair and your skin. So. Okay. And I think, um, just to jump in, uh, mayonnaise is just oil, right? No. Well, I mean, well, it's not anything... They, like you say, people may, people may think it's odd to put it on your skin, but mayonnaise is just a few ingredients that, you know, wouldn't harm you, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, there's absolutely nothing in mayonnaise. But, a lot, a lot, you know, we could have a whole show about home remedies and from food, from a food product base, from from your lemons to, you know. To yeah, because I know some people use the coconut oil and put it on their skin, but also can put it in the pan, you know. to uh... same, thing, same thing with your, your, your mayo. You yeah. Can, yeah. Is that mayonnaise or do you use Miracle Whip now? That's uh... Uh, No Miracle Whip here, Kevin. <laughs> Not that I'm against Miracle Whip. I think it's pretty cool, you know, but yeah. <laughs> uh, our producer Java found an interesting uh, trivia about pasta. Many people think it's an Italian food, but it's likely descended from ancient Asian noodles. A common mm-hmm. belief is that it was brought to Italy from China by Marco Polo during the 13th century. And that's why we say Marco. Go ahead. I <laughs> know. <laughs> <laughs> We're not in a pool, so that doesn't work. You're in a a pool of pasta right now, Kevin. And obviously the Italians uh, took with it and ran because there are just a a, a, wide variety of of pastas. And I think what we'll get into throughout the hour, too, is, again, it's not just a main dish, although it works great. But, you know, different sorts of pasta salads, it can work well as a side dish as well. All right. Before our first break, we will talk to Nancy in Terry. Good morning, Nancy. You're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you. I'm enjoying the mayonnaise discussion. <laughs> when I was a youngster in my 20s, starting out apartment living, Chefalera plants were big for mm-hmm. apartment decoration, and we were always told that if you wanted to keep your plant yes. bright and shiny, use mayonnaise to clean it. Hmm. And I did that, and it was wonderful. All right. So, Nancy, let me tell you, girl, you just brought back so many memories. I thought my grandmother had the most beautiful plants ever. And her secret, Kevin, really was. She would talk to them, and she would 
she would give them mayonnaise uh, <laughs> cleansings. And I All thought, right. <laughs> how fantastic. And it, and it makes them shine really, really pretty. And, and it helps to keep some of the insects off as well. Yeah. All right. Thanks for the call, Nancy. Thanks, Nancy. That was great. Let's uh, take a quick break. When we get back, we will continue our pasta discussion. We've got some open phone lines. We're looking for your input this morning. What's your favorite kind of pasta or your favorite pasta dish? Give us a call. The number is one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You can email the show food at mpbonline.org. We'll be back with more after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking today about pasta. Uh, so if you have a favorite pasta dish or a favorite type of pasta, uh, let us know. Uh, and we'll be talking throughout the hour about the different things that you can do with it. As I mentioned before, it's not just uh, for a main dish, although it works great as well. It makes a great uh, side dish as well. Um, so uh, uh, during the break, I was telling Deborah, went to a restaurant here in Jackson recently and got an interesting sort of pasta that I'd never had before. It was long, thick uh, um, stri- uh, pieces. It was it's almost as, as wide as a piece of chewing gum. And I looked up at the menu, and it's called Pepperdella, P-A-P-P-A-R-D-E-L-L-E. So it was interesting, but it was a little bit difficult to navigate because you had to cut it up because I was trying to spin it on my fork and I never could quite get enough of it on there uh, to uh, to get it. So you, uh, but it worked well once you kind of sliced it up into a little bit smaller bite-sized segments. Well, you know the 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 rule is especially when you know there's some pastas, Kevin, that are meant to be twirled, and you know the the art is with a fork and a spoon. To give you the control, yeah, you know, to give you the control over the pasta, Uh, you know. But when you're at home by yourself, (laughs) you just kind of slurp it up, and it doesn't really matter. But the the rule is to take the the spoon from the bottom and to pick up the pasta with your fork and then twirl, and it gives you a little bit more control. But but sometimes it's just easier, especially you know when you're out and you you know want to look very elegant. Is to if it's too much to just cut the bite, and it's and you're still okay with that. Then, of course, there's that famous, uh, what is it, Lady and the Tramp, that cartoon, the Disney cartoon. Kevin, the... I got one last piece of spaghetti here. You want to try it? <laughs> one of my favorite movies, by the way. We have a caller on the line, so we say good morning to Robert in Jackson. Hi, Robert. Good morning. Holly, what is your best way to make a grilled cheese sandwich? I've only tried about two times, and it never works. Well, the the thing that I do, um, first of all, I have a cast iron skillet, and I tell everybody, I wish you know everybody had one of those in their skillet. You want to take a little bit of butter and and oil the base of your skillet. You take your bread, and then you want to put the fl- you know the flat side down. You want to put the first side down, and then add your cheese. Allow that side to brown up. Add your uh, second slice of bread on top once your cheese has started to melt, and then flip it over. When do you put the mayonnaise on the bread? You can you literally put the mayonnaise on the bread before you put it in the skillet. So it okay. actually, you would use the mayonnaise either in addition to or to replace the butter. Uh, okay. But what I read okay. online was that it makes a nice, uh, a nice even. Uh, it colors really well when right, you do right, that. Mm-hmm. Right. And so you put the mayonnaise on the bottom bread, and then when you put the top bread on, you have mayonnaise on that as well. Yes, sir. And then you're going to go ahead and flip it at the end. 
Okay. And it, and another th- and another thing uh, that I will always do is I try to keep something to press the bread, uh, Kevin. Once I flip the other side, mm-hmm. you can take a small saucer and just place right on top of that grilled cheese sandwich to press it down just a little bit. All right, Robert, uh, thanks for the call. One thing I've kind of learned to do is to um, lightly toast the top layer of bread uh, because that way I do the kind of the pressing down as the cheese is melting because to me the hardest part about that is when you flip it, the bread gets all – it doesn't stay evened up, and sometimes it, it's difficult to do that. So one thing I've learned again is to – uh, just lightly toast the top layer of bread so that when you mash it down with, say, a spatula, you don't get uh, butter or and or mayonnaise all over your spatula. But uh, grilled cheese, thats I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite uh, lunchtime sandwiches. I can remember that from when I was growing up. That and peanut butter and jelly, I think, were my number one and two sandwiches. Oh, wow. Um, I think Prince wrote a song about peanut butter and jelly. It's one of my favorite songs. It almost sounds like a nursery rhyme. But it's, really, it's really cool. Uh, have you ever used mayonnaise in place of eggs in cakes or cornbread? We, we're talking we about, just talked yeah, about that. So. Abs- absolutely. Um, it, it gives uh, your cake or in cornbread a much softer, moister texture when you replace. The secret to mayonnaise is eggs. It is eggs. You suggested one egg equals two tablespoons of mayonnaise. Yes. Okay. Uh, We're talking about pasta this morning, looking for your input today. What's your favorite kind of pasta or pasta dish? Uh, Let us know by giving us a call. The number is 1-877-MPB-RING. It's 1-877-672-7464. You can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. So some of my favorite uh, pastas are... um, Rigatoni, because I remember when I was growing up, um, my mother would make spaghetti, but my dad liked rigatoni, so she would always make a little separate batch of that. So I started uh, eating that. Like you know, it's the it's the tube pasta, the little bit thicker than the panne, uh, but that was one of my favorites. And then I can't remember the Italian word for it, but the bow tie, uh, farfalle pasta is uh, I just you know the shape of that, and then uh, that's good because again, I was never very good at the twirling, so I like the pastas where you can just kind of jab it with a fork. <laughs> And you don't have to worry about spinning it up on a on a spoon or anything. Speaking of favorites, Kevin, in this country, uh, the one of the most popular uh, pastas that is created is the elbow noodle because we apparently eat a lot of macaroni and cheese. The spaghetti noodle, uh, the uh, linguine and fettuccine noodles of following behind those along with the egg noodles. So we eat a lot of noodles around the world in so many different pasta dishes, whether, you know, you're eating Thai food or whether, you know, like, again, eating macaroni and cheese. We just really love pasta. Our friend Kathleen is on the line from Osaka. Good morning, Kathleen. Well, good morning, guys. Hey, doll. uh, I've worked in a lot of restaurants in my life, so I thought I'd give you a couple of quick tips. When you do the pasta... Uh, if you rinse it, some people do and some people don't. If you're going to use it right away in a sauce, it's okay not to. If you're going to use it like in a fettuccine where you need to lift, you need to rinse. Rinse it with hot water. But when you're through, you let drain it, shake it, whatever they do. You put butter, Parmesan cheese, a little pinch of granulated garlic, and if you want, then you go your greens, your parsley, your onions. But that's a side dish in itself. Right. And I got a tip on the cheese sandwiches. Butter and mayonnaise in the pan on the bottom. Two slices of bread side to side. So you cook them one part. You flip one. 
you put the cheese on it, then you take the side of the other bread that is toasted, put that on top of the cheese, then you can fry or pan braise both sides of the bread. So you don't have to go with the middle's not done or the outside's overdone. Works pretty good. All right. Good thoughts, Kathleen. Thanks, Thanks for calling girl. in Good there. from here. Anything that can improve a grilled cheese sandwich, I'm all, I'm all for that. So uh, if you're a big fan of Seinfeld, I'm sure Fusilli pasta is one of the uh, your favorites because... Jerry. That's right, Fusilli <laughs> Jerry. Yes, Kramer made the little, uh, which ended up... And, and, we, and we also know that that is a spiral pasta from Absolutely. that very same episode. So. Uh, what about you? What are some of your favorite kinds of pasta? Uh, Kevin, I don't. I have not met a pasta that I don't like. I mean, I just absolutely love pasta, and I love them so much because you can pair a pasta with almost anything. You know, they work well with your uh, seafood-based products. You know, beef, uh, your chicken, uh, vegetables. It's and and then again, you can have them by yourself. You know, so it's like if you're having a party and you have friends who are vegetarians, or you have friends like me who are carnivores. Pasta is a great way to go because you can make enough for everybody and everybody's happy. I like, uh, you know, there are times that I don't really want to, you know, necessarily have a bite of meat, you know, because I just need to kind of take a deep breath and breathe a little bit. I don't. I love eating pasta because I can, again, pair it with any kind of vegetable that I want, toss it up, and it's still absolutely fantastic. One of the other things recently that I've added a lot of into is the vegetable style pastas. And I believe you have a uh, pasta spiral that yes. you're using to um, do uh, zucchini, zucchini mm-hmm. pasta with. So there's a lot, you know, you can take fresh vegetables and turn them into wonderful pasta dishes. So I think everybody, uh, I don't know anybody that, you know, doesn't love pasta. And yeah, so it's very easy. I have the spiralizer. So what I do is just to take um, one zucchini and spiralize it up and then put that in a pan uh, with a little bit of olive oil and usually add some uh, garlic and saute that for, you know, three, four minutes uh, and then uh, add it into the sauce. And it, it turns out really good. And then it's, it's amazing when you spiralize something like that, how much volume you get from, you know, one um, zucchini is, is enough for a, a big plate of pasta. So and it's, like I say, it's very simple. Um, you kind of got to get used to using the spiralizer, but I, you know, I've been real happy with the way mine has, uh, has turned out. So, and again, very simple to saute it with some olive oil and garlic and, and you're ready to go. Absolutely. Got another caller on the line. Let's say good morning to Jay from Jackson. Hi, Jay. Hey, Jay from Jackson. Hi, I want to put a plug in for whole wheat pasta. It tastes better and is far more nutritious than white pasta. Agreed. It's uh, again. I don't know a pasta that I don't like, whether it is whole wheat or you know wheat pasta or uh, grain pasta. Whatever you're using, pasta for me is just wonderful. Kids love it. Uh, you know, uh, your teenagers won't complain when you're cooking. It's just one of those wonderful bites. And you're right when you you know wh- whether you're watching your uh, you know your diet or you know you're very concerned or, or health conscious. There is a pasta variety for everybody. So thank you for that, Jay. So Jay, do you have a, a favorite way to prepare your pasta? Maybe a sauce to go with it? No, not in particular. All right. All right. Well, thanks, though. Good good point there. If you uh, try out the uh, um, whole wheat pasta, you probably find that in your grocery store uh, in the pasta aisle. Uh, one of the other ones I like, and again, it kind of harkens back to when I was growing up, is the, the little small shells pasta. My mother used to make a, a pasta salad out of that with um, tuna fish uh, that was really good. And then the big shells 
uh, that you can stuff are really uh, good as well. So, Absolutely. And then the other thing that I love about, you know, pasta, uh, Kevin, it, it can, you know, it changes the mood can change based on whatever the meal is. For instance, if you're having something informal, pasta works really well. But if you if you and I were out on a romantic day and you could, you know, have this very elegant plate. So pasta is just one of those very versatile things that works really well no matter what the mood for and and it's quick and easy. And for me when I'm entertaining, I don't want to be in the kitchen all day. I want to be able to sit down and enjoy my guest. Pasta is a great way to fix a yummy meal, prepare a beautiful table, and still be able to relax and enjoy the people that you're serving. We got another caller on the line. This time we're going to say good morning to Brian in Brandon. Good morning, Brian. Good morning. How are you guys? Absolutely fantastic. What do you have for us today? Have you all ever heard of a very simple pasta dish called poor man's spaghetti? No, tell us about it. So you simply cook your spaghetti noodles and you throw some eggs in a pan as if you were going to fry them, maybe five or six eggs. And then you throw those hot noodles in on top of the eggs and some Parmesan cheese and mix it up Hmm. and allow the eggs to be your sauce. It's really easy and delicious. Okay, so so that I don't miss miss what you're saying. So you take the eggs. Are you creating a sauce from the eggs, or are you frying the eggs? I'm, I'm not really sure what you. So you crack maybe seven or eight eggs, depending on how much sauce you want. And okay. As soon as you get your eggs cracked in the skillet, you throw those hot noodles, drained noodles, in on top of the eggs along with a cup or two of Parmesan cheese, and then start mixing. And the Parmesan cheese melts with the eggs, and it forms a sauce on the noodles. So if you would go into the restaurant, they would say carbonara. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. so I, absolutely. It's, it's, a, it's the start for a great carbonara sauce, and, it, and it's one of your absolute, it's a wonderful bite. Art right, Just that. Just a couple other tips since you guys were talking about mayonnaise earlier. If you'll add a tablespoon of mayonnaise to your cornbread. Okay. Uh, and also a great trick if you're trying to get really fluffy scrambled eggs uh, is not to add milk, but to add a little bit of mayonnaise and whip it really good and with the eggs. All right. See, there you we, go, Kevin. We should have, we should have, uh, we missed the topic. We should have been, a, we'll have to do a mayonnaise show here soon. Hey, Brian, thanks for the call. Good uh, thoughts there. Uh, let's move on. Next, we got Elise in Clinton. Good morning. You're on the air with us. Good morning, Elise. Hey. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, I, I just wanted to share with y'all a tip that a friend of mine who is a chef told me about cooking pasta. I, I love pasta. I eat it multiple times a week. Um, and he said that, you know, when they suggest that you add some salt to the water before mm-hmm. you boil it, um, he said add a ton of salt, like way more than you think you need, um, because a lot of it, you know, gets just drained away when you throw the water. But whatever the, the pasta absorbs, it gives it a really excellent flavor. I just wanted to share that with y'all. All right. 
thanks for the call this morning. Um, that's uh, yeah, I have heard that, but uh, to add some more, and that that makes sense that, that you really want to make sure that it gets in the pasta to to accent the flavor. Um, you know, I, I've heard some chefs say you don't have to do that, but I like adding uh, the salt, Kevin, to the water, and you know, and then because I'm extra sometimes, I will even add some of you know other uh, dry seasonings to the to the water to just kind of perk up the flavor. Some you know, some school of thought is is you know the pasta is not going to absorb it. I disagree with that because I'm, I want every bite to have flavor. And the other thing that I like about uh, creating pastas, I don't like broken dishes and, and I don't want to just put the sauce on top. I like to toss because you want to make sure that you get the, the flavor of the sauce throughout every bite of noodle that you're serving, whether you're using a rigatoni or whether you're using a fettuccine or angel hair. And angel hair, Kevin, oh, my gosh, i tell you a funny story. So the first time I ever cooked angel hair, I was, you know, having one of those aha brilliant moments. It's, a, it's such a light bite of pasta, so it co- cooks very quickly. So with my brilliant stuff, I was thinking, okay, cook it really quickly, Toss it with, um, you know, some seafood product that I had and a bunch of cheese and pop it in the oven for a minute. Kevin, worst mistake I ever made. <laughs> so when I pulled it out, I had a dish full of starch. <laughs> it, was just, it was ridiculous. So lesson learned. So, you know, each pasta deserves a different kind of attention, a little bit of love. So know that your lighter pastas uh, are paired well with your lighter sauces. Uh, noodles like, uh, you know, fettuccine, linguine, or even your traditional uh, spaghetti noodles can hold sauces a lot heavier. So it's just learning along the way. And I was in the the worst part about that, Kevin, is I had guests waiting for dinner. (laughs) We need to take another quick break. By the way, if it's poor man's pasta, I don't think you would refer to it as carbonara, although that is correct. Well, yeah, that's the base of the sauce, though. (laughs) Okay. We'll be back with more. We're talking pasta today on Deep South Dining right here on MPB Think Radio. You can call in today with your comment or question. The number is one mpb ring Reach us by calling 1-877-672-7464. Back with more of the show after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. I'm Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We've been talking all about pasta on the show this morning when we got some open phone lines. If you want to talk about your favorite kind of pasta or your favorite pasta dish, call us at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 or you can send an email to food at mpbonline.org. We were talking about adding salt to your uh, boiling pasta water to help with the flavor. Uh, someone also left another tip I've seen and uh, used, and that is adding a little bit of oil to the water helps the pasta uh, from uh, sticking together. And also my tip, uh, I think this is one of those life hacks that you find so frequently online these days, but this one really does work, is that uh, when you're boiling anything, not just pasta, and want to make sure that the water does not boil over the pot, if you put a wooden spoon across the top of the pot, the water will not boil over. (laughs) Ta-da! <laughs> because that's always one of my things was that, you know, you get the bottom boiling water and invariably 
you know, it spills over the top there. But I found that that I, I don't that there's some some sort of scientific re- reasoning behind that. Uh, but it seems to uh, work. Uh, so uh, just a wooden spoon across the top of your pot, and it'll prevent it from boiling over. You know, Kevin, I'm going to be really silly right now. That wooden spoon is uh, one of those things that um, my grandmother would give us a pop with when we were children. <laughs> so we didn't boil over very often either. So <laughs> I get it. <laughs> uh, but all the other thing, too, is, you know, <clears throat> they're now um, – that silicon uh, 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 spoon is being re- is replacing the wooden spoon a lot, but so apparently I don't think it would work the same. So there still is a reason to have a wooden spoon in your kitchen. I, w- I will never get rid of my cast iron skillet and my wooden spoons, Kevin. Those are just things that I think, you know, not that they're just nostalgic. They're just great instruments to have in your kitchen. One other kind of pasta that we've not mentioned that I like that you can be very creative with, and that is lasagna noodles. Oh, my gosh, Kevin. Lasagna. Uh, hi, Aunt Pearl, if you're listening. I love you. Uh, she makes the best lasagna I have ever had in my life. And um, she only makes it when my cousin Henry comes home. Not that I don't like him, Kevin, <laughs> but I feel some kind of way because I can say, T, will you make me some? And she says, sure, when Henry gets home. I don't understand that. It's crazy. <laughs> Uh, we got another caller on the line. This time we're going to talk to Pat in Pricedale. Good morning, Pat. Hey, Pat. Good morning. Good morning, you guys. I love your show. Thank, Thank you. you. I wanted to say it's funny. I tuned in today. I'm riding to town, and you're talking about pasta. Uh, we have chickens, and when we have too many eggs, uh, I'll go into pasta mode. So we'll be making homemade pasta oh, wow. tonight. And, and we had some leftover Parmesan and a little cream, so I'm going to do a a bacon Alfredo sauce oh, on wow. top of the uh, homemade pasta. But um, I love everything you guys do. Thank hey, you so uh, much. Pat, before you go, is it is making your own pasta difficult? I mean, I imagine once you kind of get used to it, uh, it goes well. But uh, was it a steep learning curve? No, 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 no. It's very easy. If you have a food processor, uh, two cups of uh, flour, two eggs, just a touch of oil, and a little salt. Uh, and then blend it up until it kind of comes together, um, press it into a ball, put it in some plastic wrap, let it sit for 30 minutes, and then I use an old Atlas uh, pasta machine, and I'll, I'll, I'll uh, compress it and flatten it out, and then I can either use the, the fettuccine cutter on the machine, or I'll hand cut it, or I have the option of uh, uh, running it through a KitchenAid pasta uh, extruder, so that can make uh, uh, spaghetti. All right. I have a feeling that Pat is a great connoisseur. I was listening to the the tone of your voice. I I wish Kevin and I could have a wonderful bite with you because I could hear it. That's just <laughs> I just absolutely could hear that. Well, you're so sweet. I, when I started uh, in advertising, I was a floor director for a show produced out of uh, Lafayette. It was called Cajun Cooking, mm. and I got to I remember the show. Some of the great great chefs. And uh, and that started me on a cooking thing, and, and I've edited cookbooks and uh, built myself a, a wood-burning pizza oven in one of my barns. So I do fresh bread and, and pizza when the weather is nice. So, so Pat, are you, anyway, in, yeah. are you looking for new friends? <laughs> Deborah and I will be there very shortly. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I wish I was closer. I'd bring you guys some. I did apple tarts this weekend. Oh, oh wow. wow. Fired and it was just totally delicious. All right. Look, I can always drive. I'm just saying. <laughs> I do wish I was closer. Thank right. you so Thanks, much, Pat, Dom. Thanks, Pat, for the call. Good, uh, good call there. 
Uh, let's move on. Uh, Rusty is on the line next. Uh, Rusty, good morning. You're on the air with us. Uh, good morning. Here, let me uh, I was just wondering, uh, we had some leftover gumbo one night, and I was out of ice, so we mixed rigatoni's in with it, and it was excellent. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's a great thing, too, about pastas. Again, pastas is one of the most versatile uh, products that you can ever buy is as many different types as there are many different kinds of people. But pasta works really well with soups and stews, you know. So, so it's a wonderful, it's a wonderful add-in. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I was just wondering what happened was we had like some leftover gumbo one evening, and uh we went in there and we were out of ice, so. We just boiled up some megatonies to put in with it, and it was excellent. All right. Rusty, thanks for the call. Good to hear from you. That uh, sounds like that would be good. Uh, and, again, that's, you know, that's quick thinking. When you're, you're ready to eat dinner and then you realize, oh, my gosh, I don't have blank, then, you know, that's when the creativity creativity kicks in and you come up with something new. You know, that's funny about being in the kitchen. Hungry will make you become very creative, <laughs> Kevin, very fast. You know, and so to be able to walk in the kitchen and go, I need to eat, creativity will kick in quickly. Um, so you talked a little bit about um, pairing a pasta with maybe a sauce. And uh, again, Java found kind of a chart for us. Uh, but I guess maybe, the, as you said, the lighter pastas, uh, you would want to go with maybe a, a lighter type of sauce as well. Well, you know, I, I guess the rule is, you know, long and skinny, uh, you want to do li- lighter sauces. I, personally, I I like using, uh, you know, the fettuccine, the linguine, and spaghetti. You know, I think they pair, you know, really well with heavier sauces. That's my personal takes. But the, the great part about being in the kitchen with any type of food, but in particularly with um, pastas, Kevin, there are as many different sauces and plates and dishes that can be created as there are human beings. And and I, I just absolutely think that's wonderful. You know, there are some traditional staples like, you know, everybody, you know, wants a nice creamy uh, Alfredo sauce or you want a nice tomato and basil sauce or, you know, whatever the tra- traditional sauces are. But you can be very cr- creative. I think everybody should keep a bottle of white and red wine, you know, in their uh, in their kitchen for, for making sauces, you know, just to be able to add a little bit of heavy cream, some white wine and butter, a little salt and pepper. And, you know, presto, you've got a great sauce. It does. It's not hard. It's really quick. It's really easy. And it's a great way to get the kids involved in terms of learning, you know, just how to make something really simple so that they can, you know, perhaps cook and serve the family. And I think that a lot of us, you know, um, associate pasta with spaghetti sauce, a, a tomato-based sauce, and that is good. But I've learned, again, from my experimenting with uh, with uh, Blue Apron and some of the other boxed uh, stuff that, you know, it, it, pasta works well with other things. And so uh, if uh, you want to be a little bit creative, maybe uh, go search something online and, and try uh, to expand your, your palate a little bit and, and try something other than um, t- tomato sauce, which, again, is n- I'm not – Knocking that, I like it that way, but there's a real chance to be uh, very creative. The truth is, Kevin, you really, you know, you don't necessarily have to have a sauce on a pasta dish. You know, uh, if for instance, um, one of the dishes that I cook, uh, especially using uh, the uh, green pastas, my spinach pasta, is just simply once they're cooked, I add a little bit of uh, butter to my pan. And then I toss that right into the butter and kind of toast it up a little bit. And I may want to add a little pine nuts on top, some fresh mint, and you still have a very fine bite. So you don't always have to have a sauce with a pasta. 
Let's take one final break this hour. When we get back, we'll wrap things up. We've been talking pasta this hour on Deep South Dining. Uh, we're still looking for your phone calls at one eight seven seven mpb ring Our phone number is one 672 We'll be back to wrap up the program after this. Welcome back to Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Kevin Farrell here with Deborah Hunter from Cooking with Honey and Friends. We're talking about pasta this morning. Uh, still time to work in a phone call or two at one eight seven seven mpb ring It's one 672 You know, Deborah, you talked about how who doesn't love pasta. And, you know, it's funny. You bring in this great food for us every Monday. Sometimes there's some left over, and we have to kind of tell everybody that works here, you know, hey, come get some food. I went out and looked. There's like maybe three strands of pasta in that. (laughs) That's fantastic, Kevin. You know, and I was thinking um, pasta is a great time to to not only just learn new languages, but to pull out those fantastic, fancy cheeses that we love so much. Pasta pairs well, not just with the sauces, but you can use the sauces and wonderful cheese bites, you know. And, of course, Parmesan is one of those favorite. Everybody goes to the restaurant and there's a Parmesan. But it pairs well with lots of different kinds of cheeses, you know. And uh, especially when you're talking about making, uh, like, lasagna, you know, it's it's being able to add all those wonderful mounds of bites of different, you know, varieties of cheeses, your ricotta. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I like to uh, use some peppery types of cheeses when I'm making uh, my lasagna as well as those traditional, uh, in the country we call it red wine cheese. But, you know, your uh, very traditional cheddar cheeses just makes for wonderful bites. We've got uh, Mary on the line from Brandon. Good morning, Mary. Hey, Mary. Good morning. Hi, you all. How are you this morning? Wonderful. How are you? Well, it sounds great. Uh, I'm enjoying your show about pasta, but I have some dark green pasta, and some was given to me, some I got on sale. And uh, I'm trying to use a little bit, and I heard you talking about, Deborah talking about green pasta. Yes, ma'am. What kind of sauce or what kind of stuff can you use on green? Well, it, it you can use all those same uh, pasta sauces that you would use uh, on your traditional um, grain or uh, floured pastas. Uh, yeah, yes, ma'am. You can st- still use the same sauces that you you choose before. I personally, I'm kind of. Uh, um, for some reason or another, I kind of like the white creamy sauces tossed with my green pasta, and it's and it's a spinach pasta, uh, yes. and it uh, and it pairs really well by adding in to Mary. I, I love tomatoes, and you can bring in, you know, the flavors up by roasting some peppers and adding and tossing it in, and then choosing whatever meat variety or none at all if you like. It's just wonderful bite. And the great oh, thing wow. about it is it doesn't take as long to cook spinach pasta as it would. Uh, your traditional noodle pastas. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, well, that 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 all sounds great. Um, do you have any cheese that you would recommend? It's it's so strong. You know, you you don't want to add too too much to it because it's uh, it's uh, stronger than the lighter pasta. I think. You mean I mean as far as flavor is concerned. Well, I think it all depends on your personal palate. Uh, if uh-huh. if I was going to use um, anything, I would probably take a very fine grated Parmesan and just lightly sprinkle it. If you're not, you know, a fan of a lot of texture and taste with the pasta, you know, some people uh, marry, you know, uh, when it comes to their palate, 
you you have uh, purists who want to really taste the noodle and not so much the sauce. And you know, and I'm I'm a traditional <laughs> Southern girl, so I just feel the more the better. So it just really it just really depends on what your flavor uh, palette is. Uh-huh. Well, great. Well, well, that that also sounds very good. I'll put some of that in into practice. All right. Thank you Thanks so much, Mary. Today, Have Mary. a wonderful day. This is Deep South Dining on MPB Think Radio. Got a couple of minutes left, but yeah, as you were talking about, I, I agree that you know a green pasta with an Alfredo sauce and maybe just a light dusting of Parmesan cheese that would sound really good. And also, you can mix it uh, if you really want to, the color to pop. You could mix it in with the regular pasta, so you have the the traditional the white pasta color. with the a- with the green, adding a nice a bit of color to it. Uh, also, Kevin, you know. Um, um, Corn is a wonderful bite that pairs really well, um, especially with the spinach pasta. And so one of the things that I will do is I'll uh, roast up some corn after I've cooked my pasta and added, you know, I'll toss in the corn and then fold it into my sauce. Again, I don't like the sauces to be broken. Some people like ladling sauces across the top. Uh, but I want every bite of noodle to have that wonderful creamy sauce, whatever I've prepared, or, or even if it's a wine sauce. So I always kind of like to toss it up together. But corn and the spinach together, for me, is just a really yummy bite. You know, we're talking about the different kind of cheeses that you can use on pasta. And it reminded me that uh, one of my favorite places to eat in Pensacola is a Greek restaurant. uh, And the name escapes me all of a sudden here. But anyway, they have a pasta dish uh, where they put feta cheese uh, on the pasta sauce. And it is really good. Plus, every time I go there, the serving is so huge that I know I'm going to get like three meals out of that. And, you know, if you've ever seen me, you know that I don't shy away from the (laughs) dinner table, but it's really good. Uh, uh, The Aegean Breeze is the place in Pensacola. Uh, But like I say, they put a little uh, feta cheese in with their uh, pasta and their spaghetti, and it's it's very, very tasty. And the other thing, too, Kevin, you know, about preparing great pasta sauces is you can prepare them ahead of time. They freeze really well. Uh, you know, and in, and just like anything that you would freeze, of course, you know, you put it in a container and you label it so you can keep up with your dates. But it's just a great way. So uh, whenever I'm in a hurry, if I've pre-prepared some and I know that you're on your way over for dinner, I can pull some out, you know, 15, 20 minutes. You know, we're at the table and we're having a great time. Actually, I've done that with uh, sometimes when I get to uh, pasta sauce in a jar. Again, being single, I don't. it sometimes goes to waste. What I've learned to do is sort of portion it out, individual portions, and actually do put that in the freezer. And then, as you say, it's easy enough when you're ready to go. Just pop it back in there, uh, heat it up in a pan, and you're ready to go. Absolutely. We'll close the show with a call from our buddy Frank and Jackson. Good morning, Frank. Good morning. Good morning. I am totally confused. Uh-oh. <laughs> We've got spinach pasta. we got zucchini pasta. we got butternut pasta. we got cantaloupe pasta. We got all kinds of pasta. Is pasta the shape or is it the material or is it just the the feeling of the food? What is pasta? Well, pasta traditionally is a dish that is made from uh, the flour product and, and it's rolled out and it's cut and, you know, but as time has evolved, Frank, and people are more, uh, health conscious or variety conscious uh, vegetables just made their way into it. And they make for wonderful, um, as we're going to say, faux pastas, if that makes sense. So and it's the shape, basically, the shape of the food. It's, it, it, exactly. It, it is the shape. Exactly. It's, okay, it's the shape. today. Bye. Okay. <laughs> what? Frank, easy today? <laughs> Well, and, and, and to add to that again, Kevin, it, it, uh, traditionally, p- 
the true pastas are made from again flour uh, textured bites. The vegetable stuff came along a lot later in life, and it's not just the shape, but it's what it's made out of. So let me say that. All right. So as we close up here, um, one of my favorite ways to use pasta is in macaroni and cheese. What would be a quick tip for someone who's maybe trying to uh, do something a little bit different, maybe jazz up their macaroni and cheese a little bit? What would you suggest? Oh, my gosh, Kevin. Well, the the first thing that I would suggest is making a homemade roux. Instead of just doing the traditional box stuff and a homemade roux, it's very simple. You want to start of, you know, by heating uh, your butter in the skillet uh, or in your pot and adding in a flour. You want to whisk it down uh, just like you would any roux starting out. Add in your butter, um, your flour, and then pour in some milk and you're going to whisk it out until it's really nice and smooth. Add in some cheeses, as many different varieties as you like, and just kind of stir it really well. Adding some salt and some pepper. You may want to add a little bit of cayenne or paprika to to pull the boldness up. And then add your noodles. Pop it in the oven. Fantastic. All right. And uh, no, my sister law makes great macaroni and cheese. And you're right, she uses a variety of cheeses. And I've seen her uh, doing that on the stove. You're exactly right. Getting the roux going and then adding that delicious cheese into it and watching it melt and then adding uh, the noodles. So what a great way to end our pasta show with uh, macaroni and cheese. Deep South Dining is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio, funded by the generous contributions from you, our listeners. Our show is produced by Java Chapman, and our call screener is Michelle McAdoo. So for Deborah Hunter, I'm Kevin Farrell, inviting you to stay tuned. Up next, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. We'll be back next Monday at 9 for another Deep South Dining. It's heard only on MPB Think Radio.